Hey guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov, in for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill, the thrill is for real. Brodziak ahead, two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata, throws it off front. for the wild penalty shot to tie the game he blasts it oh, oh my what a shot Fiala Kaprizov scores the thrill breaks the seal and Minnesota wins in overtime you're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast ladies and gentlemen my name is Dev, and I just got to say, the NHL is in a weird place. Murat Husnadinov broke my heart and signed a two-year extension in the KHL. The Wild are on a three-game losing streak. The schedule keeps changing all the time, and the schedule changes from the league actually messed up our recording schedule, so we had to make a couple of changes for the podcast this week. By now, you can tell that my anatomically attractive co-host Zuch is not with me today, so we're doing an on-the-fly shift for the pod this week so that the the whole podcast is really just going to be my conversation with the wild e-bug Connor Beaupre. So let's just get into it. Without further ado, wild emergency backup goalie, Connor Beaupre. Our next guest here on the Wild Takes podcast is a very special guest. You probably know him best as the guy that is criticizing journalist Jake's goalie form from the uh, Wild Concourse videos, but you may not know that he boasted a 943 save percentage at Edina High School. He had a GAA of 1.08, and then he played four years of uh, club hockey at the collegiate level, and he is currently serving as your wild emergency backup goaltender. Please give a nice, warm welcome for Minnesota Wild e-bug, Connor, I'm going to totally fuck up this last name, Beaupre? Oh, ooh, close, Beaupre. Beaupre. That was, that was pretty close. I've heard That's like... a French-ass name, Beaupre. It is. It is French-ass, but it's uh, it's French-Canadian. and uh, Of course it is. You fucking... But <laughs> it was originally German, and then when my great-grandparents moved to Canada during the World War, they said, ah, we probably don't want to go as Germans, but... That's fair. Live in Kitchener, yeah. Ontario, which is very German. So it's like, all right, you're German, yeah. <laughs> you probably so. would have been fine. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I do also want to. Uh, I want to add uh, one more thing before we get uh, get into it. Absolute fucking beauty, Connor Beaupre. So, uh, Connor, great to have you on the Wild Takes yeah, podcast. Yeah, be here. Thank you so so much for uh, for joining. Uh, just me for the time being. I gotta say, uh, my first and. Uh, Probably everybody's first question: How the fuck do you become an e bug at the NHL level? Yeah, I think it's different everywhere. So I'm I'm friends with a handful of other guys who do it around the league. Um, everybody kind of weasels their way into it. I don't know; it's not really a set. I guess there's obviously the stories about guys who do tryouts. They, you know, they bring in, hey, if you want to be the e-bug, like come show up and you get everybody from your fifth year old beer league guy who started playing hockey like last week to like guys who played. D1 or former pro hockey somewhere who live in the area who do it. Um, basically, the way it worked out for me was 
2016, the Wild were doing their uh, alumni game uh, for the uh, stadium series against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was playing that game. He played for the North Stars for a long time, played for Washington Capitals, handful of teams. So he's playing in the game. Um, and the other goalie was Jill Malash, who was the goalie coach for the Penguins at the time. So he wasn't in town to be in the net in the other end when these coaches and players who were here were practicing. So I played with them. So Hendrickson and Walls and Brunette and all these guys were out there. Um, and then one day, uh, it was December of, I mean, I've been doing it for five years. So 2016, 2015-ish, um, they, uh, they, the original emergency backup goalie that they had, they had one guy at the time. Um, Tino Vasquez and he got sick, I think that day. And they're like, hey, well, we need a guy to show up to the game. You know, we need somebody here. Uh, so the goalie coach, Bob Mason reached out to me. I don't know if he heard from brunette or bombardier, or whoever it was, or Hendrickson who was working the wild, but they said, Hey, we know he plays. We know he's, you know, a decent goalie. We've seen him play, um, you know, give him a call. He could probably do it. So I was in college at the time and got the call to do it and showed up for one game and ended up talking to Shep Harder, who was the, assistant GM at the time. And they were like, Oh, if you want to split games, you know, whatever, and come, if you're available and want to do it, you know, go for it. And Tino, the other goalie was totally up for it too. Cause he didn't have to be at 42 games then and <laughs> or 41 games. And, yeah. and so, uh, so I ended up, you know, splitting time from there and, and then from that point forward. So, and then uh, now five years later, Tino's moving to Florida. So he surrendered duties to me full time. So I got 41 games on my schedule. Well, 40 now that Carolina got postponed, but yeah. Um, but Damn, yeah, so I do them all crazy. now. Yeah, so I guess I never thought about that. So basically, you played a pickup game with like Brad Bombardier, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, yo, uh, Chuck, you guys got to give this guy a shot." Yeah, I, I think it's kind of one of the scenarios. I mean, like my ultimate phrase with the emergency goalies is it's you know the least important position until it's the most important position. So <laughs> there's like who like, and that's why I think you see a lot of guys that are like, how does this guy end up being the guy? It's just they need somebody who's there per league rules. Usually it never happens. Usually they find a way out of it. Um I mean clearly it's only happened twice ever that the guys actually had to play a game. Um is it really only twice ever? I know yes. obviously Scott Foster and David Ayers in the last couple of years are are big like you know they're big stories but is that really the only two times it's ever happened? The only two official times. I think the guy, there was a guy in Carolina who was like an equipment manager who they put in for the last like five seconds of a game or something like sure. that. And he was in, and that was before like they really made rules. Like he can't be an employee. Like there's like a bunch of rules that are not clear across the league, but that I've been told are the rules. So it's, so it gets goofy. I, uh, this, this is probably a tacky question to ask, but, uh, I don't care. Um, do you get paid to be an e-bug or do you just like, yes. just like uh, they just like say, Hey, sh- show up. Here's your, uh, your uh, ringside tickets. It's really different everywhere. I do. Um, and I didn't for a little bit, but it kind of comes around. It's a lot of people, again, it's you're the, you're not a big deal until you're a big deal. Yeah. So it's kind of like for a while it, it was just like, show up. Oh yeah, we'll take care of you. That kind of thing. And over time, like going to practices and, skating in camp and stuff like that, like sticks and all that stuff kind of, you know, Hey, I, Oh, Hey, you know, we got some extras. You need them, whatever tape, like whatever you need, like, yeah. and they take care of me for sure when I'm at the rink. Um, but it really wasn't a set like, Hey, we'll pay you for this. We'll pay you for that. It was just kind of come and go. And now we've got something established right away. I mean, I'm obviously you're, it's not my full-time job to be an emergency sure. backup goalie, but um, yeah, they do take care of me and it's different everywhere. I mean, I heard like, in Arizona, they were giving the guy like 500 bucks a game, which sounds ridiculous. Like, 
that's a that's a pretty good amount of money yeah. for playing you know for showing up for 41 for, games just to watch hockey so but i have to imagine too that the the e-bug situation in arizona is a little bit more dire than maybe in like the for state sure. of hockey for sure yeah like if i was at a game and i like died you could easily pull like probably seven or eight guys out of the crowd who could jump in you know who were on the concourse making their moves yeah. showing it off to the gms walking nearby so yeah yeah like a like a journalist jake <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like that's enough probably like oh yeah you could sit up in the press box for us so <laughs> so okay so during a game is that where you're actually sitting is the uh the press box yeah so uh obviously until you know potentially the the worst case scenario happens yeah so i sit up in the press box um basically in like the where the scratch players are supposed to sit so mm-hmm. when you got a guy who's in the uh who's on the roster but not in the lineup for the night maybe they'll warm up they're supposed to sit up in the press box, like up right near the owner's box um, or not that. Well, it's the owner's GM's box, but I know what you you're mean, supposed yeah. to sit up there. And uh, so like randomly, like, um, like Kalen Addison was up there the other night when he got scratched after warmups and all that stuff too. So that's usually where I sit. Um, but uh, most of those guys usually just like go down and work out during the game. If they know they're not going to play. So um, usually there's not many players, but yeah, we usually sit up in the press box and, and hang out. Otherwise, like sometimes I'll just go run the, the concourse and see people I know. And it's, it's, it's pretty loosey goosey overall, but sure. they need me in the building and all that stuff. Is they good. need you in the building and presumably not crushing beers. Yeah, no, no beers. I, that's, so that's why you like, weren't helping out during uh cups neck night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> otherwise maybe I would have been in there, but it's kind of one of those funny stories. So up in the press box, they usually do like food for media. So they'll do like some sort of snack bar thing and they'll have some like pretzels and they've got coffee and water and pop for everybody. Um, but they always do something like that's just, I, I can't bring myself to eat it during the game. Like they've done hot dogs. They've done like poutine mm. up there. They'll do nachos. Um, sometimes they'll do like barbecue meatballs or something like that. And, oh and, man. Like, sometimes yeah. they'll do like ice cream like against Toronto. They did like dilly bars. And I just can't bring myself to like get one of those and be sitting at the edge of the press box. And like, if somebody gets hurt during the game and Bill Guerin's got to like look down over and be like, all right, who's, who's next in line to go in the net. And it's just me like scarfing down some nachos or a dilly bar. Like that's probably not a good look. So no, probably not. I I usually refrain from the food. Um, I do like the idea though, of like you sitting up there and like waiting until like, Five minutes left in the third period. Both teams are still on their first goalie, and you're like, "All right, now I'm going to shovel some poutine down my throat." Yeah, yeah, I it's tempting, but uh, let me tell you, the media <laughs> get uh, ravenous up there, and that stuff's gone before the second period even starts. So, literally, I've no by the third period, I've got no chance that anything's left. They've yeah. cleaned it up and they've taken it away at that point. Well, good for them. They're working hard. Yeah, they, exactly. Uh, we gotta gotta love for the media uh, for the media there. Um, okay, so. A question that I've always wondered, and again, this is probably a stupid question for uh, for you, but I've never had a chance to talk to an e-bug before. So this is uh, me just kind of mm-hmm. shooting my shot. Um, with, with like e-bug duties, right? Obviously, you, mm-hmm. you could potentially play for either team. You know, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, this Carolina game that got canceled. But in theory, you know, uh, the game got canceled obviously because of COVID let's say theoretically Freddie Anderson has COVID and you know, whoever the backup is, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a Martin Jones. I don't know. It's a, it's a Isn't very, now? yeah, they might. 
Uh, I think he's in Philly, actually. I don't know. I don't remember who it is off the top of my head. It's a oh, very he is in Philly. It's a very funny goalie, though, whoever the backup is. Um, maybe Cam Fowler? I don't remember. Anyway, um, I should know this because, you know, they're the 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 team that is in. Because Reimer's gone from there now, too. Yeah. All right. You know what? Fuck it. I'm, just gonna look I'm, I'm looking it up, too. <laughs> I got to know. I usually know this stuff. Andy Ranta's there now. Oh, he's, yeah. He's always hurt. Right. He's always hurt. So yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Okay. So, like, let's. Okay. So then, here's the here's the scenario, right? Um. Uh. And now I'm blanking on fucking first guy's name. Freddie. Fre- Freddie Anderson gets COVID. Anti Ranta has a broken hip flexor or something mm-hmm. going into it. At what point do I? I don't know if it's the Wild or does you know somebody from the NHL come in and like tap you on the shoulder, and be like, "Hey, man, you're not in yet, but we need to start warming up." Oh, I start I start warming up. So it happened actually really recently for St. Louis and Tampa Bay. So Kyle Conan's the kid's the guy's name. Um, I don't know if you saw the clips of him for St. Louis. So Bennington, basically here's what happened in similar scenario. It was Bennington got to Tampa Bay. They tested him. He tested positive. He had to sit out. So immediately they had to get the e-bug because their uh, Charlie Lindgren, who's a Minnesota guy, mm-hmm. was their minor league goalie who's now playing really well. Shout out to him. I played a, I played elite league with his younger brother actually oh hell um, yeah um but or maybe his cousin i don't know another lindgren but great guy he's a lakeville kid um and he's playing really well lately um for st louis because bennington's been out but so oh yeah, yeah yeah they showed that thing where uh he was playing uh ettinger for the stars yeah, i know how crazy is that like that's nuts two, two lakeville kids goalies, head to head. you get two lakeville guys yeah so anyway so they couldn't get Lindgren there that night for the game. Like there's just no chance, like just with timing and all that stuff and flights. Um, So Kyle suited up and he basically, you go right to the bench. If you need to start the league roses, you need to start with two goalies in warmups right away. So if you don't have a guy ready to go, your emergency backup has to go right away in warmups and sit on the bench the entire game just so they're ready to go. Um, just because, like, you th- that's just the league rule, like, you have to go in with two goalies. Um, so basically, if Freddie would have tested positive and they wouldn't have had that many other guys, they would have been like, All right, come to the rink, like, we're gonna do our morning skate and we're gonna, you know, do our team meetings and show up at this time. We're gonna warm up and get on the ice, and you'll be there the whole time. So, you would uh, just be like an honorary hurricane for the day, no matter pretty what, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, obviously, uh, you know, we were talking before the before we started recording. You you grew up in Edina. Mm. Um, assuming you grew up rooting for the Wild. Yeah, yeah, for would the it, most part, I think. I remember. Would it be weird to like, you know, potentially, especially with the Hurricanes who have a you know have a have a history of of having an e bug. The, the the yeah. while they're the away team, the hometown uh-huh. e bug absolutely stunned the the hometown team. Like. Is that a thing that like you could ever see yourself doing, or like what, like what, what oh, would your, sure. what, what's your uh, mentality there? Is it just basically like people this are always is my like, time to shine, or people are always like, oh, would you throw the games to the wild? When it's like, usually I have to practice with the wild guys, so like it'd be unbelievable to just like shove it in their faces and you know yeah. stop them in a game and win them win in a game. Like I'm sure, like in practice, like they're all great guys to me, and like they understand, like okay, he's a beer league guy practicing with an nhl team like we can't expect them to be as good as what our usual guys like but to go out there and do it in a game is like all right well now i did it so like how like 
So, you know, yeah, you feel so, pretty good about that. So, uh, yeah, I don't think absolutely. I'd have any problem. Absolutely. Listen, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, you know, like uh, I was a I was a lacrosse goalie um, back in the day. So, like, I'm a, I'm a big goalie uh, sympathizer for lack of a nicer <laughs> word. Um, Zooch actually, who was uh, was unable to uh, unable to join us because of the the um, storms that are happening in Minnesota right now. Yeah. Uh, we had. <laughs> We had a terrific, uh, he sent me a terrific picture um, from eight years ago when he was his high school's e-bug. Ooh. He, uh, yeah, they had Somebody's both, do it. both of their goalies went down due to injury in the game. And uh, and we wanted to bring this up in the pod with you, but there's this terrific picture of Zooch standing there with pads that are clearly not his yeah just kind of like hoping for the best <laughs> and i think they won uh but i just remember he was saying that uh the jv guys were up there just chirping him the whole time oh, everybody on both teams just being like who's this fucking hoser yeah and you can tell right away when a guy's not and that's what's like so unique about it too is like it's not like soccer where you can just like put a guy in the net and it's fine or like in baseball you can just put you know Asadio on the mound and I was just thinking that just, yeah like, broke up a, like 60 mile an hour th- like it's not the same like if you put a guy in that gear it's obvious he can't move around and he like will not be any bit effective it happened in the OHL one time um I think it was Niagara they had to do it and they put just another a player a scratch player in the net and like they scored like 15 goals on the guy and like Jesus. they felt like bad after and they like tapped on the pads after, but the, like they needed to win the game. It was at the end of the season and like, it's and they, clear. They didn't stop after the first fucking 12. Well, yeah. I mean, they were losing the game initially, I think. And then they just <laughs> buried on the guy. Like, like you got to win, like at that point you got to win. Like, and that's what I always wondered too about e-bugs. Like if you could, if they really wanted to score like a million goals on the guy, like they could, unless the other team like plays well defensively. And like, that's where it's kind of evening out. Like, all right, you aren't dead in the water because the guy actually knows how to play and like stop a shot from like a hundred feet out. Like you're not going to score from that far away. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like, okay. So the, obviously like the two, the two most uh, famous e-bugs, you know, we, we talked a little, we mentioned them a little bit, you know, obviously David Ayers uh, comes into Toronto, uh, f- fixes it up and steals the hurricanes a game. And by steals the hurricane is a game. I mean, you know, stops enough shots and then the hurricanes blocked. <laughs> I don't know, probably 42 shots and they scored some goals too. So, and then, yeah, and they scored like four <laughs> That's and a- then, uh, and then Scott Foster too. So like, you know, you mentioned earlier that the e-bug community, like, you know, a couple of the other guys on the, the other teams and everything, like, is there like a, like an e-bug slack or something? Uh, it's an e-bug Instagram group, believe it or oh. not. Like that's been the easiest way. Yeah. Awesome. Funny enough. Shout out to Justin Goldman. Uh, he's, uh, one of the Colorado guys and he's actually hanging it up now, but, um, yeah, we've had a lot of retirements in the e-bug community lately. There's a couple of guys who have stepped down. So, uh, daddy Padre in St. Louis was a well-known guy. He's actually a big, like, uh, like NHL video game like he's he's good at the game and he like competes oh, in those online tournaments he stepped down to um but he had a bunch of skates with the st louis guys and was known for that but yeah it's actually an instagram group so i know a handful of the guys and like it's funny how it comes back around so i like went to a junior tryout with a guy who does it in new york now and i know the nashville the two nashville guys and 
it's funny. It's uh, again, it's, it just proves, you know, the hockey community is so small around the world. Yeah. So that's so funny. I would have, I would have never guessed that, that, yeah. uh, that there's just like a giant, you know, 30, We've, 30 we, plus dude chat. Of we don't have loads. everybody yet, but we've got a good handful. I think there's, I think there's twenty or thirty guys in there, and there's some overlap of like, like Colorado, and again, it's like so different everywhere. Like I was saying earlier, like it's you're the least important guy until you're the most important guy. Mm-hmm. So there's some teams that do, it and they've got like five guys who rotate. Um, in Minnesota, like I'm the only guy now. We had two before, which seems to be mostly the norm. Is you got two guys who kind of alternate, um, or one main guy and a couple other guys. I think Seattle. I talked to somebody from the Seattle times. I think they've got like one main guy and then three or four backup guys. New York's got a handful um, everywhere. Is so different. And there's no like hard and fast protocol. Um, sure. But so we've got some overlap where it's like, all right, here's our three Boston guys or something like that. Um, but everywhere is so different. So, yeah. So there's, I think there's like 20 or 30 of us in there that kind of talk about what's going on and when we're going to play and how gotcha. scared we were for our jobs after the GMs had their meeting about like, Oh, maybe we should actually take care of this and like come up with a real solution instead of putting like a, you know, 45 year old beer league guy in the net. So. Sure. So yeah, that, that was actually a question that I was, uh, play, I wasn't sure if I was going to ask or not because I wasn't sure how to ask it without sounding like an asshole, but like, the GMs like very clearly don't love the e-bug situation. Um, or but they at least don't, they don't love it enough. They don't hate it don't enough hate to it, do anything. Yeah. So uh, like, what's like the, the feeling, I guess, for lack of a better word, like, you know, like, is there like a, our, our time is limited and I want to make sure that like, you know, we're just coming out for morning skates or is there like a whole thing of like, all right, Hey, listen, I'm there's a there's a a one in forty two chance or forty one chance that uh I'm gonna get in for an NHL hockey game and I'm not gonna let anything take that away from me or what what, what what's kind of your thought process on like the uh e-bug erasure for lack of a better word? I'm a little split. I mean, I think honestly it could be something like I don't know, like I I think I'm more utilized than a lot of the other goalies in, or e bugs in the league. Um, I've, I've, I've skated in camp. I skate in practices pretty regularly. Okay. Uh, so like you like, are like with the dudes. Yes. Like, I, like those guys would recognize me if I ran into them at the bar, like I'm around enough where they know who I am and what I do. And they also understand like, okay, he probably, you know, he's skating with us at 10 this morning. He probably played at 10 last night in the beer league game. So right. they, they get what's going on. Um, but I think, the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's and Mike McKenna. I skated with him. Ottawa yeah. needed a, a goalie and he's done a bunch of blogs and stuff. And, and, you know, he was the Vegas like uh, on TV personality, which I thought he was great at, Yeah, uh, but he'd write some blogs on his own. He did an article about it. And it's, I think they got to find some sort of like, honestly, and I, it puts me out of a job, but I think they got to find some sort of balance of like, uh, like a bullpen catcher sort of where the guy, travels and they find some other like duties for him to do whether it's cut video or something small like that um 
Well, didn't the uh, I forget who it was? I think it was maybe the Florida Panthers. Like their video coach was like their like practice goalie. Sometimes, and that's and that's the goofy thing too. And like another further tangent is when you have a guy practice in practice, it doesn't have to. It's not your e bug usually. Like a yeah. lot of teams don't use it. So like Tuka Rask is practicing as what all their Boston insiders call as the e bug. But he's just there because they can do it for free. And he I knew he was back. Him. I didn't realize that he was the quote unquote e bug. But he's That's not. Awesome. So he can't be it for games because he's got like pro experience and like mm. they want to sign him and all that stuff. Um, but he can be at practice. Anybody can be at practice. Like they have like like Mike Greenlight used to be the color guy yeah. for the wild. And he's skated in practice because they needed him. He was already at the rink. Like and they were on the road, I think. And so okay. so like they're so, like, oh yeah, we can just have him jump in. Like anybody can be in that. Like you could have, like Ben Bishop just retired. If he's still with yeah. Dallas and he's around, like he could still go on the ice and go practice. Like they don't care about that. But it's just in games that they've got stipulations on who can be your emergency gotcha. goalie in in regards to like the cap hit and stuff. Gotcha. Like um. So like, th- th- again, probably a really stupid question. Probably a question that you have, you know put uh been asked a hundred times by anybody that's like oh you're an e-bug that's cool let me you know ask you all of the basic stuff but um i'm curious because i don't know like let's say let's say you get in right Mm -hmm. um we're recording this the night before the buffalo sabers uh come to town and uh i'm not gonna say that the sabers are bad they are (laughs) but i'm not gonna you know that's not what i'm getting at but like let's say for whatever reason you find yourself in that game tomorrow for either team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to avoid confliction, let's say you you're in for the wild uh, cam Talbot. Uh, we capo Kakin and probably starts and he gets pulled for whatever reason. And uh, cam Talbot um, says, you know what? I'm not going sending Connor. <laughs> And then you go out and you have the game of your fucking life and you just absolutely stonewall everybody. Is there a rule that says that an NHL team can't be like, oh, fuck, the wild hat. Like the state of hockey has like a real legit e-bug that we have all somehow just totally missed for the last 10 years. Is there a way, like basically what I'm saying is like, let's say you go out and you just absolutely fucking crush it and you just embarrass, like you, you rob, like you're, you're in a Dinah guy, Casey Middlestats and an Eden Prairie guy, <laughs> and you take it out on him and you rob him 14 times tomorrow night. Um, you know, is that a thing where like, you know, you, if you perform, it's such a, re- like, obviously, you know, no offense, but like everybody kind of is everybody, like everybody's looking down at e-bugs as like these like second class citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if, if basically like you do something that makes you just like stand up like way up and above and it just absolutely elevate and just monster performance, the kind of thing where it's, everybody's like, oh, shit. OK, well, this guy's still in his 20s. You know, it's not like he's a 42 year old David Ayers. No mm-hmm. offense to him. He was awesome. I love that game. That mm-hmm. was that was so fun. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it's it's a thing where like, you know, he still has some uh, some tread on the tires. He has an incredible performance. Is there a rule that says that a team can't sign you onto uh, like a PTO or something like no, that? No, it's it's uh it's totally available. Okay. I think um I mean it's just like a free agent guy. Like uh Arizona signed that uh god, what's their goalie's name now? Um I always forget his name. It's like 
he's a Czech guy. They just signed him out of the Czech league randomly. And now he's their starter. Um, it's like him and Blackwood, but uh, yeah, I could be signed, but Vigmelka. I think Melka. Yes. Vigmelka. Yes. And he's like, and then he shut out before they came here. He shut out like the jets the night before, like out of nowhere. And I remember being like, Oh yeah, they just pulled him out of the Czech league. Like they're going to look like geniuses if they get it right. But again, like I'm, I'm technically a free agent. So yeah, hundred percent, they could sign me, but there's, there's zero chance. I mean, I've got zero track record. You do it one game. It's clearly a flash in the pan. Like you get lucky for hopefully, you know, 10, 15 minutes and you get your moment of glory, but to go out there and do it every day is nuts. I mean, before yeah. COVID I skated in um, training camp with the guys. Cause none of the goalies lived in town. Staylock was here, but he had, you know, some injury stuff going on. So he couldn't skate. Um, you know, Kakinen was back in Europe. Talbot was in Canada and didn't want, they didn't want to bother with crossing the border until it was absolutely necessary. Um, you know, Hunter Jones was in Canada. Like they had nobody here. And uh, that's where like you see in last year's like becoming wild stuff with like Kaprizov and all that stuff. Like it's me and the other and Tino, the other emergency backup goalie Yeah, in like all the clips with Kaprizov, like, you know, stick handling and dangling and oh man, and and stuff I like think that, I might have accidentally roasted you then. <laughs> oh, oh, 100%. Well, so it wasn't me and Tino got a lot of the spotlight. And I remember tweeting at uh, tweeting at the wild and at Aaron Lowry, who does the social yeah. media. Like, oh, we know Aaron, like, spared again by Aaron. Like, thank you for not like <laughs> putting the pictures of me getting absolutely picked by these guys, yeah, um, every game. But that it, must it's have been so Tino then, yeah. So Tino was in the other end and. Luckily, Aaron was down there most of the time, it seemed like. But it, it was one of those things that's like when you skate every day, it's such a different battle. Like, yeah, when in a normal pro, like luckily it was like only groups of 10 where it's like smaller and it's more like game situation, like types of stuff. Like in a game, in a in a beer league game, you get 30 shots in an hour. In an NHL practice, you get like like 300 shots in the first like 10 minutes. Of it. Like because right. you're just doing drills that are high <laughs> rep. Yeah, I I haven't been in like an organized team practice in like ten years. Like to jump into a situation like situation like that is so different, and to do that every day, there's nothing that replaces it. I skated with, um, with uh, Zuccarello and um, Pitlick when they came back from COVID, and like they had been off for like a week and a half, two weeks, whatever the protocol is, and mm-hmm. they came back, and we're sitting in the locker room for them, and they're like gas, and they're like, it's not because of COVID. It's like it feels the same as when you come back from the summer and you skate for the first time for real, like you just, Damn. if you're not doing it every day, there's nothing that replaces that. And like my dad, so even said a two week gap is creating that. Uh... Oh, even a couple days off. I mean, I remember, you know, stay and Dubnik. I, I skated for Dubnik uh, when he got hurt one game against Calgary. Like the first time I really suited up and was like, you know, a step away from being in a game. Uh, the next day at practice, Dubnik was there and I skated for him in practice and he was looking out there and he was kind of laughing. And he's like, I'm not laughing because I think you're bad. I'm laughing because I know the feeling of not being in a practice for, you know, even a couple days and knowing how terrible Meanwhile, you hadn't been in a practice in like six years, in years in years. <laughs> yeah. And like just getting destroyed. And, and like I had, I broke a stick like right away in practice and they got me one of Kemper's old ones. Cause Kemper was there. I need these like heavy wood ones. And my arm was just, dying trying to lift the thing I mean, it was like a couple inches too like just way too big and dubnik was like i don't know how you use those things like that they're just so heavy and i can see you just dying out there but he knew right away like there's nothing that replaces that time that you spend in practice and being there every day and like working out every day like yeah 
it's tough to like you can't just pull a guy off the street right away from not playing for a while like it just doesn't work like that so right yeah long story long story you know longer you know they could sign me yeah but they're not going to because it's going to take way more time than that to get back in that situation so yeah yeah i mean i wanted to throw out that hypothetical and i'm glad that you gave that answer because honestly that was a terrific uh terrific way to answer that um, I was hoping you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> no, okay. So they're just going to I'm not optimistic it. about it. Well, they're just going to ignore the uh, – oh, I just want to take this opportunity to chirp you because I'm looking at uh, Elite Prospects yeah, and you were an 850 goalie. <laughs> so good in college. Four years of club college. <laughs> yeah, different animal, different beast there. Different beast in club. It's it's Club can be so good and club can be so bad at times. Like, well, yeah. Sometimes it's run by the students straight up, and sometimes the school runs it all, and they pay for flights, they pay for gear, they pay for all this stuff. Like, it's such an odd balance, but I don't think it gets enough respect as it should. I mean, like, look at ASU, like Arizona, they they've, had a bunch yeah, of they've guys that came an up. incredible program, and they turned it into a full on D1. Exactly. And like a, a goalie I know, Bronson Moore, he was on the club yeah. team, their D1, and they ended up calling him up to the game and he played in minnesota not like i think it was last year or two years ago played a game and now he's on the team full time he played no not in the show he played in uh, ncaa he played against the Gophers. i was gonna say i was like damn okay and they threw him in a game and like he played great like i mean they got shelled because it's asu versus the gophers but he played he played a good game and i know he's a good goalie and so like that's a scenario like i Club teams sometimes don't get as much respect as they should, but yeah, again, yeah, we yeah we got kind of shelled at Denver for a couple of years. We played some good teams, so yeah. Listen, I, uh, I I I have told this story on the podcast before, so I'll keep it brief. But um, you know, I went to Auburn. No surprise, saying, but this is mm-hmm. the podcast or followed me on Twitter for more than eighteen seconds. Um, I went to Auburn, and when I showed up in Auburn, uh, I got a phone call. So I I pick up, and I'm all nervous. And he goes, uh, hey, uh, is this Devin? Or he says, is this Devon? Because that's you know Devin, how my name yeah. is spelled. And uh, I said, uh, it's Devin, but yeah. And he goes, yeah, hey, uh, are you from uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota? I said, yes. And he goes, yeah, hey, my name is uh, Mike. I am the head coach of the Auburn University club hockey team. <laughs> and I want you to come play for us. And I was like, I, I don't think you understand. Um <laughs> I've never played organized hockey. I am a <laughs> I am a pond and beer league hockey guy through and through. Uh, you don't want that. And he goes, I think you're overestimating how good yeah, the team is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, um, it's so different everywhere. Like some teams are looking for guys like that, and teams that aren't looking for guys maybe last year are looking for guys the next year. Like it's sure. just it's so different everywhere you go. But hey, you should have given it a shot. I think club hockey is pretty fun. Club hockey is great. I just couldn't afford to pay the to it or pay the pay the club yeah, dues and then also buy my own pads because every time I've ever played pond hockey, it's always like, "Hey, uh, you play lacrosse goalie, so like you know, here's Strap some pads and a, here's some pads and a blocker, yeah. uh, and you know, your inner thighs will hate you, but the rest of you <laughs> will be like, ah, this is nothing." Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, no, I couldn't stand for three days afterwards. But other than that, it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite heaven. You know, sometimes in in beer league stuff, we'll we'll play a team we know we can beat by like ten or fifteen goals, and I'll swap positions with somebody, Start and they'll go forward. in. Yeah, and they'll go in and think it's really easy, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, I couldn't like walk the next day." So, oh yeah, hundred percent, whole it's different the animal. Worst. It's I mean, it's great. I, I I I very much enjoy it, but it's just awful. And I'm I'm not a good skater. 
Um, that's the toughest part. Goalies got to be, they always say goalies got to be the best skaters. People would be surprised. And I think, yeah, no. like once you put the gear on, you're like, all right, like this actually sucks. I wish I could skate better in this stuff. I'm not a good skater wearing like a t shirt and shorts. <laughs> and then, yeah, you put on fucking 30 pounds of gear yeah. and it's just awkward and cumbersome. And I'm like, oh, um, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just mad, mad respect for, uh, for anybody that's anybody that's suiting up as a, yeah. as a goalie, because that's that's a choice. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and coming from you, who's a lacrosse goalie like that's that's a choice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I, I yeah. listen. I probably wouldn't start doing that now, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I started exactly. when I was too young. I started when I was playing with guys that were like, you know, their hardest shot was like 12 miles an hour. So yeah. I was like, Oh, this is cool. All right, here we that go. So yeah. I just never knew any better. I was like, Oh, yeah. that my, my uh, kneecaps are hurting and my uh, thighs are purple. <laughs> you whatever. Bruises everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, uh, my mom used to make fun of me because um, after, after games, I would come home. Cause I, I was like very like proud of the fact that I was like, Oh, I don't need to wear pads. So I would that's, wear, that's would the mentality wear, you have to have. I would wear a cup, a chest protector and like the mandatory like neck protector or neck guard. Yeah. And that was it. And like, obviously a helmet and gloves and shit, but like, um, yeah, I the wear, don't even wear the elbow pads. Like, no, I wouldn't like, wear yeah, elbow whatever, pads. I wouldn't wear thigh pads, but what would happen is I would come home and I would just be purple. And I, um, I ate, a shitload of bananas yeah and I would, there's a trick that you can use where if you eat a banana and you put the banana peel on your bruise <laughs> and then you sit in it you put it on your bruise for like 15 minutes and then you take an ice bath and then the next morning your bruise is like 85 percent gone Jeez, so i need to use that i've i've had my fair share of stingers in the elbows and the arms from practice yeah. maybe i gotta give that a shot i don't know so i've i've never uh i've never played goalie in hockey at a uh, elite enough level to know this <laughs> but i've heard i've heard stories that basically if a shot hits you hard enough it leaves a smell of like burnt rubber if you that- get it in the face right yeah if you get it like off my mask i've got a lot of good mask stories um we were in first one good one in chronological order we were in camp last year um before any goalie showed up and we were doing a little three on three dent three on three down low I think it was Suter gave Kirill the pass. It was like Kirill's like first or second week in, in camp. I slide over and I'm like big and he's like within a foot of me and he tries to chip it up into the top corner and he shoots it so hard from that close. It like bent the cage of my mask oh, like shit. up and out to the point where like if you were to put a puck in there again, like it would like touch my eyelashes. Holy like fuck. he ripped it up there and after I remember going into the trainers and I was sitting there, I was like, Hey, do you guys have any extra cages I can wear tomorrow? Like I'm a little afraid to use this thing again. Cause it kind of got destroyed. And Kirill came up behind me and goes, Oh, I have no skills. I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean to hit you. Like I've got no skills. That's what he said. And I was like, dude, like I'm like, I'm like five, six. Like you're gonna, probably going to hit me in the head if you're shooting in the top corner. He's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it was and like, and that too, like people always, Oh, what are the guys like? What's Kirill like? Like he just loves playing hockey and hanging out. Yeah. Like, He's for sure one of the boys like he loves being there. He loves giving guys crap like all the time. He's all over the ice and like he just he's just got a little bit of banner with everybody, which is awesome. So you can can you confirm the uh, the longstanding rumor that his English is much better than everybody yeah. thinks it's, it is? It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I get it. Like 
and I get it from the perspective of, like he doesn't want to say the wrong thing either, you know, so it's easier with the translator there. He can say exactly what he means, even though I feel like sometimes those guys are like what they exactly mean isn't exactly what they probably should say. But no, yeah, you know, it's good. He can communicate well enough and he can have a conversation. And that was like the first time he had really been there for, you know, an extended period of time, like when he moved there. And this all would have been like about a year ago. Uh, yeah, like a year and a half. I think it was in like December. Like I remember it was right before Christmas. I think I spent like so five or six a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's weird. It's like COVID. It's like a time warp. But yeah, so pretty much a year ago. Yeah. Um, it feels weird to say we've had like a whole season and, and yeah, then I know. Like another a one. Season but... and a half and, and, it's, and it feels like we're somehow fucking worse than ever. Yeah, so his yeah his English is pretty good. But he's just a he, – like, he's so happy to be around the rink and he loved being there. And I get that too from the – perspective of like he's living there by himself too um yeah but he's he's a good dude for sure like i i feel like people are like oh he hates it here he doesn't want to be like that's the bs to me like uh, yeah i was gonna say anybody that I, I, I with the one the one gif of uh of him and zuccarello like cheering after a goal and then they make <laughs> eye contact with rask and then they yeah. just went they go from yeah to uh. yeah other than that <laughs> like he looks so goddamn happy on the ice yeah. i don't understand when people are like oh he's just counting the days like super misleading yeah to think that that like he didn't want to take a long time con- like i like guys are gonna get scared of long contracts i mean look at eichel like that's a guy yeah. who you know wanted so much out of a team and wanted to be there for so long and then suddenly it's like all right the pieces aren't coming together i've been here for three four five years what are we doing here guys? Like you get trapped into stuff like that. And then, and again, I'm all for like, my dad was a player too. Like he, I mean, he held out on like three or four contracts on different GMs. Like, <laughs> like he's an, he's for sure an all for the players guy. And so am I like, get your money while you can, but also you got to be smart about not putting yourself somewhere where you're not going to win. And when you're not winning, you're not happy. Like it's a different mentality around the locker room right now because they're winning. And it's it, again, like it has to do with who the personnel, but like also when you're winning, everything is good. Like I can't imagine right. being in Arizona at the beginning of the season where they're losing every day. It yeah. could be the best group of guys and the best people there, but when you're losing every day, it sucks. Like show up and you're losing. You're not getting like in a sales job, you're not making sales. Checks aren't coming yeah. in. Like that sucks. Like no matter what, whether it's hockey or sports or whatever. Or I'm an asshole to be around when my favorite team loses. I can't yeah, even I, imagine how shitty it would be. You gotta show up for, on the team. You gotta show up for eight, ten hours a day, and your team, your morale is just awful because you're losing of something that happens for two hours in the day. Like, yeah. yeah, it can be great that yeah, you're working in sports and stuff like that, but when you're losing, it's awful. But when you're winning, it's the best. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that get smoothed out that you know what that winning solves. So, well, that's yeah, that's the the old uh, I think it's a Mike Tice quote, right? Like, just win, baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like. It solves all problems. So yeah, winning winning definitely cures all. Winning never um, gets old, dude. This has been so much fun for me. Um, <laughs> I just I just saw the time on this. I know that uh, <laughs> I know that you're a little bit short on time because we got to make sure that you're rested enough because yeah. you gotta play. You got you got you have to play the Sabers tomorrow. Yeah, you know? big one tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of this is the kind of game where like you know you're gonna probably wind up having to get in. Yeah, you or know. I got to play the wild tomorrow. So even or you got to play the wild, which like God rest your soul. That's <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. Well, hey man, 
Connor, seriously, bro, it's been so yeah. awesome having you. We're gonna definitely have to have you back on for sure. Uh, yeah, so we can we can talk about more than just like you. The fact that you're an e bug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. You know, I feel like I'm in good air. You guys had Kirk Cousins on last week, and you know now it's me, so I'm good to go. Like, Honestly, I'm man, I good company. Hey, listen, this might just be the hockey bias in me, but uh, I'll have uh, I'll have Connor Bill Prey on uh, again before we have Kirk yeah, Cousins definitely. back on. i'll take it i'll take it awesome well thanks man you're an absolute fucking beauty um i don't maybe this is inappropriate to ask i don't know like do you have anything to plug do you want to do you want to uh tell people because if you do think about that for just a second because the last thing we got to do before we get you out of here is i got to ask you the same question that we ask every single guest right before they take off connor Beaupre, what's your wild take i okay um i think my wild take I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I think you're going to see an e-bug in action this season. It's a yes. little far-fetched, I feel like, and I'm not saying it's me. I'm saying you're going to see one. I think with COVID popping up, you're seeing guy like – we've already had two or three really good scenarios this year. In Toronto, with Morazic yeah. being out, the guy sat on the bench. Tampa Bay, guy sat on the bench for St. Louis. In Dallas, they had a guy – uh, practice with Columbus in the morning. Like it's in t- unless they like really do something big about uh, the COVID situation, um, which is sad to talk about because I don't want it to happen. Um, but unless they do something about it where they bring back like taxi squads, I think you're going to see uh, a lot more e-bug appearances this year. So I think there's going to be one more this year and then maybe they'll take it seriously. But um, I, that's my kind of wild take right now is that you're going to see one. So I love it. Listen, I'm, I'm with, when it's when the Minnesota Wild are not involved, I am always rooting for all time <laughs> chaos. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mm-hmm. even when the Wild are involved, like trust me, I would rather win. You know, fourteen to one every game, but <laughs> but I I love chaos. I love just exciting moments. And like the, this is going to sound so stupid, but anybody that's listening to the podcast will know. You know, my wife not a big, famously not a very big uh, sports gal. Um, <laughs> But if I can go and if I can just like pull her into the room, be like, hey, hey, uh, babe, uh, you see that guy that's in net for for this team? Um, yeah, that guy's like a janitor normally. Or yeah. That guy, oh, that yeah. guy, you know, he coaches, you know, he coaches hockey at uh, at a high school or something. And um, and a bunch of shit had to go wrong. And now he's just playing goalie. <laughs> and now they just put him in the net. And now, yeah, now he like like it was a choice. Like he is like the designated guy. Like we watched that show Designated Survivor with Kiefer Sutherland. It's like mm-hmm. basically he's that so yes that's me I'm yeah the I was say, uh, congrats congrats connor you're uh you're you're the minnesota wilds key for sutherland so like yeah not bad at all so yeah not, i guess uh, not at all awesome man well thank you still so much for being on yeah, here man it's uh it was great having you and uh last but not least where can the people find you plug away brother um i don't know i don't have a whole lot of plugs just twitter i like to think i'm kind of funny on twitter sometimes watching you're games fucking hilarious on the road because i don't know i just feed off everybody else like i like to beat up on russo a little bit when he tweets something or <laughs> even you guys now too and now i'm gonna start picking off you guys for for likes and retweets but well that uh, was the whole the whole bit of how we yeah. found you because uh journalist jake is out there doing like bullshit fake e-bugs oh. It was so good though. I like, I got sent that video like four or five times, I think like the next day. And, (laughs) and I was there at that game that night. And I think that was, that was a cup snake night, right? It was cup snake night. Yeah. Yeah, So I got sent that the next day and like a bunch of people, like even my, my men's league team was like, 
oh, like this guy's coming for your job right away. It's like, come on, like you're going to play with me in five minutes. You know, I'm better than that. Like, come on, give me a break. But no, it was hilarious. And like, and I was related to it too, because it was, that's how people like get the job. Like, we, like weirdly enough, like something like that, something dumb is how you end up doing it. Like it's not set in stone. Like it could be some sort of tryout or like they just know a guy. So what like, you're saying is the bit is not actually a bit. It's, it, there's a chance. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, Connor, great having you on. Um, what's, uh, what is the Twitter handle? Let me, uh, I, think sure it's just, I think it's just young Bopes. Yeah. B-A-U-P-S. Yeah. Spell that for the people. Cause, uh, I know I it's not easy. You tried, yeah. you got close. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, close, uh, <laughs> what's the saying closest for hand uh hand grenades and horseshoes yeah exactly um i guess kind of for goalies because if you get close enough you can get it for you can have it maybe bounce off the pipe <laughs> hey better better to be lucky than good my dad always said you know amen if brother you, if you can get lucky 100 percent of the time it's better than be being you know pretty good 100 percent of the time because you're still gonna get scored on so cheers to that it's definitely better <laughs> to be lucky than good and we've been lucky enough to have you on tonight <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, and we will uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on, man. For it's sure, great having you. Yeah, thanks. Cheers, brother. And a huge, giant, big thanks to Connor Beaupre. Dude is an absolute beauty. I mean, the interview—you I mean, just listened to it, you heard it. And I'm not kidding. Once that was done, we kept talking for another like hour and a half or so afterwards. Um, you know, we talked until almost almost one in the morning my time. And it was awesome. He is incredible. We definitely are going to have to have him back on. Absolute legend. And (laughs) the funniest part is not long after we finished that interview, we find out that the uh, Florida Panthers are having a big COVID outbreak. So he almost had to get into some action before the NHL ultimately decided to postpone the Wilds game against the Panthers. Like I said at the top of the show, the NHL is in a weird spot right now. So we'll, we'll touch on that the next chance that we get, hopefully right before the holidays. As always... Thank you for listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. Either way, it's a win-win for you. Long live the piss missile. Let's go wild. You know what? Stay safe out there, folks. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Go.